listening to Building Success Habits on the number one global business talk news network on the internet, IBGR International Business Growth Radio. I am Landina Cruz, and here in the studio with me is Donna Kandi. This is episode number 10, and the theme of this episode is Perception Determines Action and Behavior. And before we jump in right into the quote, I like to remind our audience that you can connect with us at any time during the show. Uh, make sure you look for the orange uh, pulse question mark in the lower right hand um, hand of the website and click to ask questions, connect with us and um, you know, we'll be happy to engage. Um, our quote for this episode is, um, I am enough of an artist to draw freely upon my imagination. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited imagination mm. and circles the world. And that's by Albert Einstein. I wow. love that. Circles the world. Yeah, knowledge is limit, limited. That's, wow. Because there's, there's people that think, well... You know, if I if I if I follow my thinking, it's better than if I follow my imagination. Mm -hmm. But if I have one more degree, I'll be smarter. Yeah, but it's really the imagination that plays into the possibilities of what could be, and that's where the whole world opens up. Yeah, powerful. Yeah, uh, the human brain, as we set up this perception determines action and, uh, and behavior. We have to talk about the brain and the nervous system because it's not just foo-foo talk that we're here about. <laughs> the brain, a human brain and nervous system are engineered to react automatically and appropriately to the problems and challenges that we are faced with. For example, you don't have to stop and think before deciding to run from danger. It happens automatically. If I were to uh, see a fire in my apartment, you know, I'm not going to stay in, in, in my home and perish in the fire. I'm going to just, I know I have to leave. Uh, if I see, um, I don't know, if I'm at, walking in the woods and I see a bear, I know I have to go in the other direction, right? So this is automatic. You don't have to think about it. Your nervous system is engineered to react automatically and appropriately to problems and challenges that we're faced with. And um, Landina, before the break, when we were in episode number nine, you were starting to tell a story about perception. You wanna share that? Yes, um, I was going to um, quote um, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. Mm -hmm. Um, from his book, The Five Level of Attachment. And he talks how we get attached to our limiting beliefs and all that. And he was touching on perception. And he said, we are responsible for the words we say. We are not responsible for the words others hear. Wow. Because when I say a word, I mean, you can, you probably remember a time and a place when you said something and a person took it completely differently oh than my what gosh, you yeah. intended to say. Yeah. And so, and how did that happen? Is because their perception of what you're saying is different than what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, so we're responsible for what we're saying. We want to make sure that, you know, we're communicating and that we're engaging with the other person and 
and we do the best that we can and how that other person takes it is is not our responsibility it's always received based on their past experiences exactly yeah yeah so that's that's why we and we've said this before but police lineups are you know or or the scene of a crime three people will see three different things based on their past experience of what is being how it's being processed because we're as much as we talk about the human mind being like a computer it is not a computer it does add these other past experiences and perceptions and, and also i can always remember when i was little you know like mind your words the way you what you know what you say mm-hmm. and i'm like well what do you mean i couldn't understand that and it wasn't until i heard that that i'm like wow what an eye opener because really if you think about it you can say something with love and kindness and the other person will just take it totally wrong yeah. So how do I, I can't adjust to everybody else. I can just be responsible. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just, it's how it's being heard. Like there, there's the, a joke that goes around, you know, it's time to eat grandma or it's time to eat grandma. Yeah. <laughs> what are you hearing? <laughs> yeah. Also there is truth um, of things. And then there is our perception of the truth this is slightly different from the concept we explored in episode nine. Uh, now we are looking at how we act and feel based on the um, images we hold from past experience instead of looking at things the way they really are. Mm-hmm. Um, and one uh, thing that um, Juan Miguel uh, says in this book, in, in the book is, that that there are things that are factual when i say book you know what i'm talking about yeah when i describe what's in the book that's a different story yeah because that's where our perception yeah so a book is the reality is the solid yeah and there's an experiment that they talk about when you say that there's the truth and and then there's Mm -hmm. their perception of the truth if you've ever seen a horror movie and you take the sound away it's not as scary. It's, it's like a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, what is what is the perception in there? And, and it's and it's how the the music actually evokes certain emotions that makes it horror instead of comedy. But it, it, it the the video the portion of it just is, and it's a how we interpret it. Yeah. And uh, number four in our show notes is, I like this one. I mean, I love all of it. <laughs> um, love and hate. This is love-hate relationship. <laughs> I know. If our ideas and mental images of ourselves are distorted or unrealistic, then our reaction to our environment will also be distorted mm. unrealistic. Let's talk about that one. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I read this one, what came to mind is a person who has a distortion of what they look like. Yeah. Um, you know, some people are really, really thin and they see themselves as really, really heavy. Yeah. And so when they look at them in the mirror, their vision is distorted, but someone let's say like a doctor, 
can say, well, this is the actual weight, but to them, it looks different. I know that when I released weight, every time I went by a mirror, I had to take a double look because I'm like, who's that? Mm -hmm. Like my mind had not made that uh, transfer to recognize that this is the new me. And that is also what happens with your new image. If you, let's say, release weight really quickly and your mind doesn't catch up, you will regain the weight just so that your mind can say, yeah, yeah this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, so it, we're, we're following the book Psycho-Cybernetics this season. And, and that was, I think, what triggered the whole his whole concept. Uh, it was he was a, a plastic surgeon and he would do the before and after pictures and he would have client after client, patient after patient, argue with him that he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said, but look, there's the before and after. They couldn't even see it in the pictures. Yes. They couldn't, it was so distorted. And it, it bleeds over into everything that we do. Yeah, because you can change the outside like we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you can try to fix your outside, but your inside world is still in turmoil. Yeah. So that's why personal development, growth, these um, uh, podcasts, radio station that you listen to is important. And having a coach is so important because a a coach can help hold up a mirror for you. And you can start the work from the inside out. Yeah, that's a good point because the coach it is an outside source that doesn't know all the inside distortion just sees just sees the sees it more factual exactly sometimes it's not good to hear it but you have to hear it yeah (laughs) i i I know i i remember my first coach when he held the mirror up and said my life was a mess because i was creating it um i share this story very often and and I said, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, I, I got angry. I really got angry and I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, I didn't want to talk to him anymore. Yeah. And I wanted to hang up. He said, you can hang up, but I'm going to call you back. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's you, a hard you know. truth to hear, isn't it? That we create. Yes. Yes. I never, ever. Why would I want to create a mess? But you don't know that you're doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And it's, it's the ideas and mental images. Let's think about, we have a couple minutes left of this episode. Where do these ideas and mental images of ourselves come from? Well, they, they start in childhood from other people, from our environment as we're growing up and and it continues to happen. So mental images of ourselves, uh, if you think about, you know, children mimic, and you might have seen where um, sometimes on Facebook they show these little pictures of the, the little child imitating the parent. Mm-hmm. Well, if the, if the parent is always having um, talking negatively about themselves, the child is picking up on that. I tell the story about my daughter when she was learning to climb the stairs and she would grunt every, uh, uh, uh. And my gra- my my grandmother, my mom said, "Why are you doing that, Lizzie? Why are you making that noise?" She said, "Well, that's how you do it, Nanny. I'm I'm doing it just like you, right? That's how we get a yeah. lot of these mental images and ideas from what we pick up in in our formative years as we're just sponges, learning, 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 learning." Yeah, and I also myself learned um, scarcity, mm-hmm. and um, it was from my mom. 
it wasn't she wasn't doing anything bad my mom she was single and you know and she worked a lot and was always you yeah. know saving and all that and so I learned that and yeah. that's why I named it scarcity yeah yeah. And so it, with that example, and like the example with my daughter, it was distorted and an unrealistic reaction to her environment because my daughter could climb the stairs without making the noise. And, you know, mm -hmm. you, you didn't have to learn scarcity at that age. And so just think into this as we wrap up this episode that our ideas and mental images of ourselves are distorted or unrealistic. Think into that for a little bit. We're going to take a break. This